0: Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hello there. I'm Erin Trenbeth Murray with We Hear Her podcast with the women who succeed. I am excited today to get to talk to Katie Amundsen, who has become, I believe, a close friend, a good friend, and professional colleague over the past year that I've gotten to know her. I just admire her so much for all that she is doing with Alumni Relations at the University of Utah, which is um, my alma mater, proud proud Ute. And I wanna tell you a little bit about Katie before I dive into some heavy questions. No, not really. (laughs) So Katie Amundsen leads the Alumni Relations and Development Office at the David Eccles School of Business where she's been the assistant dean since 2019 and a member of the University of Utah staff from 2005. She moved here from Chicago after completing her graduate work. She's originally from that Midwest area and earned her undergraduate degree in communications from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a master's of arts in journalism from Columbia College in Chicago. Katie talks often about her being a proud mama She has two daughters, Stevie, who's nine, and Gemma, who's four, and she enjoys spending time with her family, being outdoors, watching live music and Pilates. That I did not know, that scares me, the Pilates part. In addition to the Women Who Succeed, Katie also serves on the First Ascent Scholars Board at the David Eccles School of Business. And so with that, Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks
1: Thanks for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. First of all, I want to dive in about Stevie and Gemma.
1: Yes, my favorite topic. Is it? Yes, I love
0: those girls. I know, because it feels like every time we talk, (laughs) the girls are right there in the forefront in some regard. Like your schedule, the way you're balancing being the assistant dean of a very demanding um, and robust college at the University of Utah, and then being a mom of two young girls. Tell me a little bit about how you're dividing and conquering
1: oh my your time and
0: energy with that.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. How does that happen? Um, well, I'm lucky to have a good hubby who yeah. um, currently is a stay at home dad. So Perfect. that helps a lot. Honestly, I'm like, I don't know how we would do this if he was working full time. I don't, I don't, I mean, we would figure it out, but he's kind of there to help. Um, You know, slap the kids around from activity Mm -hmm. to activity and help with homework and make sure the teachers are getting the responses they need and all of that.
0: Um, I always felt like when my husband and I were both working with our kids were young, I was like, I never know when the bake sales are. Yeah. I never, I didn't know the science project was due to, like, how am I missing all this communication? Well, and what's
1: interesting is, um, we talk about this a lot, actually, between him and I, that the the schools assume the mom is the parent to go mm. to. Like, I can't tell you how many times he's sent emails to a teacher with CCing me, and then the teacher responds to me. That. takes him off the in... chain altogether. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, Do they respond? I'm like, Oh, yeah, we got it all figured out. He's like, Why did I get cut out of it? Yeah. That's so, funny. yeah, it's interesting. Um, no, I mean we're busy for sure, and uh, you know we got good, we we got lucky, and we have good kids. Um, we're not at the teenage years yet, so mm-hmm. talk to me in about four or five years when. Yes, when Stevie, because
0: they're nine and four. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah. About to be ten and five, so basically sixteen and twelve. We're hitting, <laughs> we're starting to hit those those ages, and. Um, you know, I take the girls into school in the morning, which actually is like a really sacred time for me. It's always a mad dash to get out the door. But once we get out, we just have so much fun in the car chatting. We have car DJ every morning and that alternates between, you know, the girls Mm -hmm. and we listen to a lot of, you know, just fun music and sing along and well, and you love Chap- outdoor music. Yes. You like going to concerts, I like yes. Red Butte. Is that yeah. we, yes. a music big thing for you? Yes. Yes. Um, lots of dance parties in our uh-huh. house. And I think for me, the biggest thing, the biggest way that I make things work is I really do try to be present in mm-hmm. the moments that I'm in. So if I'm with my kids, I'm trying not to think about work or at least not check email or whatever, right? And um If I'm at work, I'm trying to stay focused at work. And, you know, obviously that's that's not perfect, but... No, I had another woman telling me the
0: same thing earlier about compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, yeah. We're getting better at it. um, But, yeah, that really being present in in the moment and that relationship with your kids. I still need to work on it with my husband. I felt like I did pretty well with my boys. They're 18 and 22, and they've moved out um, to college. But... I still don't do a great job of staying present, I don't think, with my husband.
1: No, the the husband relationships, a whole yeah. nother podcast. <laughs> I'm also, all multitasking like... <laughs> during that time period. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the and then, you know, COVID was hard. Working from home and having us all at home was really hard for our family. Mm. We are not we did not do very well with we that. did not do well no we're i mean i'm just this. being honest yeah. like there were there were a lot of fights and yeah. boundaries kind of stepped over and between all of us and it was hard to understand where our roles were in you know a 2000 square foot house mm-hmm. where everyone had different we were all in kind of different stages of life and that was very confusing for all of us so we're glad to be back out into the world and getting vaccinated and living our lives and having that separate time so that we can come back at night and be a family together and then of course our weekends you know we try to devote to doing fun activities on the weekends as family as i love a family. that i
0: like yeah. the honesty and the authenticity um The only way to like, yeah, we argued, right? Yeah, Yeah, that just is a thing, especially in a small. I don't couldn't have ever been a pioneer woman because I couldn't have lived in a (laughs) 10 by 10 cabin with my kids and my husband. (laughs) No. So tell me when Taylor, I'm really actually curious about this. So I think a while back when we first started Women Who Succeed in the Spring, um, I believe Taylor Randall, Mm -hmm. right, had reached out to you and said, Hey, you should do do this. Yeah, And um, Taylor and I had been in YPO together, and that's how I I knew Taylor. When he first approached you with the subject, and then you and I talked, and you can be completely candid and honest here, we had a Zoom meeting, you're probably like, she's nuts. Like, what, she doesn't even have an established program here? Or was it more like, yeah, this this seems like something that I could get into because I connect with my daughters, or I'm not afraid of entrepreneurialism, like starting this up from scratch. Like, what was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, um... I I personally was all about it. I I'm a girl's girl. I love other women and networking with other women. I love kind of the idea about around you know, rising like getting helping using my network to help mm-hmm, other women mm-hmm. succeed and help young women succeed and I'm all about that. So that the startup piece of it didn't, scare, didn't scare me, me off. Scary. No. The part that actually scared me off was um, kind of my own self, like hearing all these other names of people on this board, you know, Mm. Crystal Magalette, Mm. uh, Heidi Woodbury, you know, just, I mean, big names to me that I've always looked at and thought, wow, you know, I want to be like them when I grow up and they're mentors of mine. And I'm like, I don't belong on this board. I think they got the wrong person, <laughs> actually. Little imposter syndrome. <laughs> <I don't>, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm the wrong yes. person. <laughs> yes, it was imposter syndrome. Um, and then I was actually just meeting the other day with uh, Melissa Griffith, mm-hmm. and her and I were talking about that. And we both agreed that then we got on the board and started meeting all the women. And we were like, oh, there are. W- there are women like me on here. And there are women from all sorts of different backgrounds and walks of life and different stages in their career. And it isn't necessarily that we're all the top, you know, top dog at our company or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. we all have different things that we're bringing to the table and different things that we we can offer the group. And so um, that actually made me feel so much better like meeting number one honestly mm-hmm. like Angela Dunn is another person right that I was like uh yeah I don't belong in the same group as Angela Dunn she has like a real job that she's doing leading us through a, a pandemic. pandemic and then I met her and it's like oh you have a nine and a four-year-old too and oh let's go have drinks and yep. oh my gosh we like all these same things and now we're personal friends you mm-hmm. know and so that's just been so much fun and really at the end of the day I think the mission is so great and I'm I mean I work for a nonprofit I have been in development and alumni relation work my entire career Um, a mission really speaks to me I want to help people and so that's what I think this is all about and that's really what matters so do you know how important that is for me to
0: hear because what I did not want when I first was mulling this idea around with Kathy Garf. I didn't want it to be a pretentious group that was exclusive. I didn't right. want this to be about money. Um, certainly the financial resources are very helpful because we're trying to give girls scholarships sure. and we're trying to pay girls to be mentors. So that that there's an engine to that, right? You yeah. need some fuel. But the diversity of the women and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it just exploded so much. Like we thought we'd have like 25 women. We didn't realize it would resonate so much. Just this common theme of how do we build confidence and leadership skills in girls and young women. Yeah, doesn't matter. You know, it it doesn't matter what your background is. If you're passionate about that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then the that's what that's what really does count. It really does count. It's the artist. It's the judge. It's the filmmaker. It's the assistant dean. It's the the um, you know CEO of Maverick. Like it doesn't matter what your title is. That's not what defines us. Right. It's not what defines this group. It is so
1: true. And I think, uh, maybe even, uh, I think, I think because that's been the driving mission, that's what's brought so many different people Mm. from so many different backgrounds to the table. And, um, and I think that, I, I hope anyway, that the young women who are being mentored see that, you know, and can understand that there isn't, there's no clear path for anybody. <laughs> you know, I don't, I really don't think that. I mean, I think so many of us sort of stumble throughout our careers to get to the place that we end up being. And it's not necessarily that you, you know, I think there are some people that grow up thinking I'm going to be a doctor and I know I'm going to be that but I don't think that that's most people no, and simple, I think yeah. that it takes the common theme amongst a lot of us is it takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of integrity honesty you know being kind to other people saying yes seeking out the opportunities mm-hmm. and that's something that anybody can do you don't have to be right. born into a certain family right. or Have, you know, that absolute clear trajectory of where you want to go. If you just do some of those other things, you'll land and end up in a good spot. And feel good about where you are, wherever that is, right? Like, even if you don't have the top, top title, you know. So So
0: tell me a little bit, you have a bachelor's and a master's. You work for a higher educational institution. Mm -hmm. So this clearly is something that, Um, is an important value to you is Mm -hmm. this advancement of education. Utah is number one in the country for women who drop out of college after two years. And from your perspective of where you're... Ouch, by the way. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise! Yeah. Not a good surprise. (laughs) What words of guidance or encouragement could you give to those young women that may be at that pivotal piece? They're two years in they are trying to balance it all. They may have small children, they may have recently gotten married, and they're trying to figure out how to, to what to do.
1: Yeah, um, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, to say be curious and mm. stay curious. I think for me, I, it's not necessarily that I, I do value higher education for sure. I work at a higher at institution like i think i might get fired if i say i don't but right. but no i and i do but i think the bigger thing for me is that i'm just i i feel like i'm a lifelong learner i want to learn about things i'm curious about people i'm curious about industries i'm curious how things work and so to you know folks who are struggling to maybe get through a certain subject or stay in school um, because of life's demands, Yeah, I would encourage people to just stay curious. Now, I also recognize that that might sound sort of privileged, like, oh, well, yeah, but I also need to put food on the table and I can't just sit here and be curious if there are like real demands of my life. Mm-hmm. But I think you could take that advice and turn it on its head and say, okay, well then how can I, how can I, stay curious and find resources that back that up like oh i don't have a scholarship okay well how do i get a scholarship you know and that's being curious about something and so now you're on the path to figure it out for yourself and i mean i i didn't have a lot handed to me you know i i did not come from mm-hmm. huge family resources or anything like that and um i feel like i just of worked my butt off and stayed curious and dedicated myself to lifelong learning and um, you know now I'm here where I'm at and I will say this too even on a kind of micro scale within my department I was hired in a very entry-level position but I was curious about how the whole organization worked and I've Pretty much done every job in the office at one that. point or another you know from processing gifts to like updating the website to securing major gifts to balancing the budget you know mm-hmm. I've kind of seen it all at different points in my career and I never said no to a job that was given to me and I kind of stayed curious about how the whole organization worked and so when Heidi Woodbury left and became the VP over institutional advancement for the U, I think that I was kind of the obvious choice to be the interim because I knew, you know, soup to right. nuts, how the whole thing worked. And obviously I've learned a lot since taking the job full time. There were a lot of pieces I didn't know. But um, anyway, <clears throat> I I just say that because I think I've seen it play out in my own life. And I think that's an important kind of thing for for people to remember to keep at the forefront like just figure it you know stay curious and figure it out like you right. can do it keep push going through it. yeah push through it so when you've
0: had it's not easy all the not time, easy know? so which is what I want to ask you can you share with us maybe a disappointment that maybe you had in school or in your career and you're like all right so let's pull up our bootstraps and here we go again
1: yeah I think I don't know if it's If it's necessarily been a disappointment but a challenge that I've hit has in management has been dealing with um, so when when Heidi left she said to me welcome to the job of head therapist and I sort of thought that was funny and she's so right I mean the people side of things is so much work like it is to manage you know your team's expectations mm-hmm. and what they expect from you as a leader and um and so and especially in this last like year and a half with covid i've seen a lot of people struggle and a lot of mental health stuff you know yeah and and you're their leader that has been yes and that is really hard that you i just have so much empathy for people and i feel for them on a really deep level and i and I want what's best for people, but you also have to manage that with the expectations of their job and what you are paying them to do at the workplace, right? And so I underestimated how difficult that is and kind of honestly thought that was a joke when she said it. It is not a joke. That is that is the leader's job is being sort of the head therapist in an organization. Maybe it changes if you get no. you know bigger and Bigger into bigger
0: staff, and it never changed. I think that that's something like with women who succeed with our mentees trying to help young women with confidence and leadership skills because these soft skills, these interpersonal skills, these leading of teams. Yeah, there isn't necessarily always a black or a white answer, it's never just right and wrong. 100%. There's a lot of um gray and a lot of finessing that takes place as a leader. Yes,
1: everything is gray. The whole world is gray, in my opinion. (laughs) And yeah, and it's just figuring out the right way to motivate people and to have hard conversations with people that aren't going to completely devastate them. That has been a huge challenge Mm -hmm. that I've had to overcome and sort of um, gain my own confidence in that. Because The other piece of it is I'm, I, I'm working, you know, some of the staff I have are older than me and they have different life experiences than me. Right. I mean, and that's always, I've always viewed people older than me as like, oh, you're the, you're the the boss. You're the authority. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm I'm the boss. boss." Yeah. Right. Like, oh, they're looking to me for the answer. And, um, so yeah, that's something that I've definitely had to grow into i I think i'm still learning that somewhat i mean and and the other piece of it is that there is just no predictability in it you just have no idea when something's going to come out of left field and um you gotta you gotta deal with it you gotta it. deal yeah yeah you just
0: gotta deal and you need to have a different presence like what you're outwardly Showing to your staff oftentimes this calmness, this confidence, this sure. reassuredness. Yes. And then behind the his eyes, you're like, oh my gosh, we are in trouble. Yes. Well, I think that what I'd love for you as we're closing up here, I'd love for you to share with me what your hope for your daughters. What Paint a picture for me of what it looks like when they are 21. What oh, your hopes man. or dreams are for them.
1: You know, I hope, I hope that they, um, I do hope that they go to college because I do think that higher ed opens up a lot of experiences for people, both in terms of like the social aspect and then the Mm -hmm. academic aspect. Um, I hope that they continue to be curious and think about things critically and not Mm -hmm. just, you know, that they're leaders, that they don't, that they don't follow and that they lead um i really hope they stay kind um that's really important to me to treat people kindly and empathetically i i don't i think we just need more of that in this world and it it just never hurts to you know treat people the way you want to be treated and taking that a step further treating people the way they want to be treated and Mm -hmm. really finding that out and finding meeting people where they're at you know um yeah that would you know lastly I think I hope I hope that just sort of the world in general is in a bit of a better place. I, you know, there's a lot of tough things kind of happening in the world right now. And when I think about, uh, what really matters to me is some, some sustainability issues like Mm -hmm. global warming, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just, big stuff. Yeah. I mean, to me at the end of the day, like the earth is like kind of the, Mm -hmm. that, that's all we have, right? I mean, all this other stuff doesn't really matter if all of this is like burning up. So I hope that they're part of the solution for that. And that, you know, we talk about that a lot in our family, just, you know, our, our earth and the resources we have, like, this is it. you know, if, if we use it all up, it doesn't get, there's no replacing it right yeah, so yeah,
0: that's a good life lesson and
1: and you guys are gonna be the generation that kind of has to mm-hmm. help be part of the solution so um, yeah my husband and I <laughs> were like oh my gosh we were supposed to be the generation that like we we're supposed to, fi- to, to <laughs> fix it and what are we doing <laughs> you know so we talk about that a lot just in terms of um, leaving the world a better place than you know where you found it and I hope that they continue that and um. I hope it's in a better place 10 to 15 years from now. Yeah, sooner rather than later, for yeah. sure. Well, I think that, um, you
0: know, when I just wanted to share with you, since we've only known each other, I can't believe we've only known each other six months. I know, it's weird. It feels like 10 years. I know, I it, like does. it does. It feels like I've known you for a long and time. And
1: I felt like that right from the get-go with you. I did you. too. And there are certain people that I get that with, and I love that. Like maybe a previous life, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, totally.
0: But... But I think that things, something that I want to share with you that have kind of resonated with me over the six months that I've gotten to know you is I knew your girls were your number one priority above all else. Um, You were always, it was interesting that you said you'd like to make sure that they hopefully are kind at 21 and they can't help but not be with you as a mom. You, I had a big disappointment this summer and you were like one of the first people to reach out to me and said, let's go to lunch. And you really knew me. Yeah. And that was so kind and considerate of you and it really meant a lot. Oh, thank
1: you. It really did. You know, I it it means a lot to me to hear you say that because I think that is a really important attribute in people. I you know, there's just there's no place for being mean. Yes. I don't know. Mean people suck. It's just not, it's not fun, <laughs> That's a right? That's
0: what I is Mean people suck.
1: It, they do and it's just I don't know. It's just not, it's not cool, right? And so um, but I will say one of the harder things in a in a busy leader role is remembering to do things like that and to reach out to people and have it be authentic, right? And so um, That's. I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean,
0: and I knew with your very busy job, um, and also what I've really been interested in or watched is your with your demands of your job, your attentiveness to commitment. Though when you say you're going to do something, you do it. When you say you, and you're really good at those lines with the scholarship committees for for the to. girls, you are doing Thank you. great. You really are. But <laughs> that's hard. Your, I mean your daughters have a tremendous role model in you. And Thank we're you. so happy you're in Women Who
1: Succeed. Thank you. And it's I'm an... so grateful
0: that you could be here today. Honestly,
1: It's an honor to be a part of the organization. It's so much fun. I think you guys are doing great work. I think we're doing great we're work. Doing yes. We're doing it. We're doing it together. It's really fun. And I can't the staff would be see, us. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it grows, too. Yeah. You know, this is year one and look at everything you've done mm-hmm. and during a pandemic. So I think when the world opens up a little bit more and we all continue to adjust, I don't, you know, who heck. knows what the heck is going to happen. But I think we're off to off to a really good start. It's exciting.
0: It's a testament to your good work. Well, there she is, Katie Amundsen. Well, thank you for uh, listening today to We Hear Her. And we look forward to having you next time to hear our next podcast. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.